Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Leviathan Chronicles Season 3 The story thus far Leviathan is on the brink McAllen also brought an active Starstone back to Leviathan, using its energy to bring Evangeline out of her coma. But Evangeline has awoken to find her city consumed in deadly chaos amid several escalating crises. The malevolent AI known as Maddox is determined to destroy Leviathan. Chloracan and Lizette tried to use the Starstone's remaining energy to reset Leviathan's power matrix. But Maddox overloaded the geothermic reactor, causing a massive buildup of magma, foiling their plans. Now, not only is Leviathan at risk of a volcanic eruption within its city, but Maddox has downloaded itself into a mammoth-class loading mech. With its corporeal body secured, Maddox savagely murdered engineering chief Marcus Denson and is now desperately searching for a way out of Leviathan before the pressure shield collapses. And high in the remote Canadian territory of Nunavut, Anton McAllen, Oberlin and Tully have failed to prevent the arrow, an orbital missile designed by the Seraxian aliens from launching from the crossbow station. Currently, the missile is streaking through the stratosphere on its way to enter a high orbit above the Earth, where it will release a satellite payload, the beacon. Once deployed, the beacon will send a homing signal to the exiled Seraxian fleet to indicate that a suitable breeding colony has been located. The Seraxians intend to genetically modify the human race into a warrior caste army to fight the artificial life forms that destroyed their home world of Sorax eons ago. And now, Chapter 49, Floodgate. We've got to get the blast doors closed. Run, damn it! The blast doors aren't responding. All of our control commands are being locked out when we try to... Can use the damn manual controls. Get 50 men if you have to. If that lava eruption reaches the chemical fuel tanks, we'll blow half the cave and lose every bit of oxygen that we... Goddess! High above the purple grass of Abel Park, a violent paroxysm of rock and fire erupted from the venting ports of the geothermic reactor. Deep, glowing fissures began to form in the cavern wall. At one of the highest points, a thick geyser of lava burst out of one of the cracks, creating a waterfall of fire almost 500 feet high. The lava flow is heading towards the Genesis Zone. We need to move now. And the fire, it's spreading to the south civilian areas. Look. Get Chief Denson on the horn. We need pyro suits and fire suppression of the Eastern Quadrant. Get Denson to say- He's not responding. I've been trying for the last 10 minutes. Then we're on our own, damn it. We have one mission. We've got to get those blast doors shut. Come on! But the civilians, if we don't- If we don't stop the lava flow from reaching the chemical fuel tanks, then there won't be any civilians, don't you see? The two engineers sprinted towards the entrance to the Genesis Caves, where most of the city's chemical reserves were all stored. 
Teams of red and yellow suited engineers, men and women, all sprinted to get behind the two massive tungsten carbide doors that stood over 20 feet tall, weighing hundreds of tons. Together, they pushed and heaved to move the doors to block the incoming flow of lava. The goddess Push! I'm trying. We need more men. All the council. We need to go to Diamond Status right away. This city is about to become a fucking inferno if I've we can't. I've been trying to get Chief Denzel on the horn, but I can't get a response. And I've no location on his peacock. Then get Ansia here to reactivate the blast door turbines. Hurry! Push harder! Come on! Each man and woman pushed from inside of the chamber, knowing that once the doors were secured, they would be locking themselves in the caves with no way to escape Leviathan. Push harder! The blast doors were now halfway closed, but time was running short. The lava flow was now within a hundred yards of the giant fuel reserve silos. Small brush fires ignited on the left and right of the glowing magma as it rolled slowly over itself. Heave! Inch by inch, the engineers pushed the gargantuan doors closer to shutting. It's closing! It's working! Over 20 men and women lined on each door, pushing with all of their strength. Again! Push! All of the engineers were drenched in sweat as the heat in the cave had risen by over 30 degrees. Why is that fire suppression? A new section of the cavern wall exploded with another plume of lava that flowed viscously onto the ground like a waterfall of liquid flame. The valiant engineers could feel the metal of the blast doors heating up as it became increasingly painful to the touch. Despite the burns, the engineers kept pushing, straining to get the doors closed. Don't give up! But the lava was too great. The doors were only three feet apart, but the hot magma was already sweeping through the gap. The brave men and women continued to push, push as their legs and feet were devoured by flame. For the sake of the goddess, push! The entire chamber reeked of ash, sulfur and burnt skin. The closest to the edges of the massive doors fell over and were quickly engulfed by the lava. There were no longer enough men left standing to close the blast doors as the magma pushed closer to the ten-story silos of chemical fuel. No! No! Stay at your post! The magma enveloped the thick plaza steel struts of the chemical tanks. It's too rapidly turning them into a glowing, steaming shade of scarlet. We need a barrier from the chemical The struts quickly bent and weakened under the duress of such heat, causing the first tank to fall. Smashing into the second tank, spilling their incendiary contents. The explosive chemicals caused a massive pressure buildup. Cheering the gargantuan blast doors clean off their hinges, the left door was hurled as far as Dickerson Terminal demolishing the station and smashing through the bodies of over 20 immortals. The right blast door was launched even further, soaring above the length of the city, shattering several sky tubes before obliterating the innate stained glass of the great cathedral and leveling the top layer of the structure. 22 minutes later, in the Leviathan Council Chamber. Report. We've lost the Genesis Zone and over 120 engineers and counting. Civilian losses are also mounting, but I don't have the numbers yet. At least 50 at last count. The wildfires are growing. They've spread throughout the southern regions of the city. I fear we'll lose containment within the hour. Fuel? Ma'am? Mayor Sinter, I asked you a question. Fuel! Our chemical fuel reserves were entirely destroyed, ma'am. We've obviously lost geothermal power generation as well, but 
Under Chief Ansler should explain the more pressing issue. The lava flow is splintering. Projected flow rate is increasing 25% per hour. Then we suture the wall. Get every geodrone and loading mech with plasma cutters to- Ma'am, the western wall is too fractious. Half the wall is already glowing red. Any attempt to heat the wall further could destabilize its integrity. Like opening a faucet. Exactly. You still have no signs of Chief Denson? Negative. We've been reaching out every two minutes, Actually, but- ma'am, I have a regrettable update. I've just heard from one of my men. It would appear that Engineering Chief Denson was found near the mid-entrance of Abel Park, with his body in two pieces. What? That can't but be true. Incredibly sad. Was it an engineering accident? The, the Chief was the best engineer in Leviathan and knew every machine inside and out. I don't have any details as of yet. I was notified as soon as the discovery was made. That, that's just impossible. Council! While we all share great sorrow at Marcus's passing, may I remind you that we have more urgent matters to attend to. But... I'm sorry, Astrid. Evangeline turned to the heads of the military subdivision, Gansuk Khan and Keitha Watson. You said the ongoing eruptions represented the greatest threat. Where can we halt the volcanic activity? We've mapped the city and the lava flow holographically. I'm afraid we don't have many options, my lady. The magma has covered the entire southern half of Abel Park and now has two major streams. Here... And another here. The cleared area in the middle is starting to fill in, but we can't get access to it by ground. I'm afraid we're cut off from that portion of the city. You mean cut off from the citizens that live there? We need to get those people out. We can't get through those fires. Use maglev sleds or use the SkyTube network Ma'am, to- Ma'am, the, sh- the shockwave from the eruption has shattered most of the SkyTubes. There's only two functioning tubes left, and our sensors are saying that they can't support the weight of more than a few passengers. Then use cave hogs. They're practically indestructible. The fleet was decimated in the destruction of the Genesis Zone. They wouldn't hold enough people anyway. Ma'am, as much as it pains me to say this, it is my opinion that the remaining resources of Leviathan need to be utilized to optimize their best use. Which is? The immediate evacuation of all immortals in Leviathan. Prime Officer Khan is right. We need to get people out before we lose the pressure shield. Without it, the only thing stopping the ocean from flooding the cavern are the physical airlocks. They'll be vulnerable with the increase in seismic activity. I'm afraid abandoning the city is the only way, my lady. The air will become toxic within hours. Hope is no longer a resource in our possession. Evangeline turned to face Harlequin, standing quietly behind her. He matched the gravity of her gaze. My lady, my lady, we have a launch detection. Starstone energy signature confirmed. What? From the crossbow station. Unidentified object, moving close to Mach 20, heading toward deep... When? When was the launch detection? Less than two minutes ago. Why the hell didn't you contact me on Peacock? The communication system within Leviathan is still rebooting. I came as quick as I could to tell you... Damn it! Damn it! Evangeline furiously swept her hand across the long desk of the council chamber, knocking every data pad, com block, and scrap of paper to the floor. Get the interception team online to launch a counter-strike to- Ma'am, the city is burning. My lady, I- I said, get the team online now! Ma'am, we've tried. We haven't been able to hail them. We have no signature from the Condor, and we can't get an active read on their peacocks. We're not even sure if the problem is on our end, or if- Or if they're dead dead and failed us. Harlequin stood quietly and spoke for the first time. We don't know that, Eve. We don't even know if- We know that the aliens launched a fucking satellite into space! We know that after 1,000 years of trying to stop them, after building Leviathan, after making so many humans immortal, after all our struggles, we failed! We fucking failed, Harlequin! Eve, 
please. What about mortal activity? What is the status of the Americans? They're at DEFCON 3, but they appear to have ascertained that this isn't a Russian launch, and that the trajectory isn't Earthbound. What about interception? The US Air Force scrambled four F-16s from Tule Air Force Base in Greenland, but... But what? The missile had already passed their operational ceiling. There might be some sort of photocloak system embedded within the arrow. <sighs> Mom. The city needs an evacuation order. Almost all the electrolysis machines are melted and can no longer deliver oxygen. We are losing life support in the cavern. We must act now! Evangeline closed her eyes and slowly brought her folded hands to her face. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm sorry, my lady. What did you say? Ma'am, did you just say It that doesn't matter! It doesn't fucking matter! None of it matters anymore. I'm sorry. Evangeline stared at each member of the room wordlessly before approaching the lead honor guard. You and three of your men are with me. I want a pod bike on Tweedle in 60 seconds. I'm going with you. Lady Evangeline, please, what are your orders? Mom, please, for the goddess. The city is yours. I... I beg your pardon? I abdicate all authority within Leviathan. The city is yours, Meacinta. And with that, Evangeline abruptly exited the city council chamber. Harlequin stared back at the gobsmacked council members before rushing out of the room to follow Evangeline. I never what? thought I'd see... Where is she going? The risk grows greater every second. Milady? The council members eyed each other warily. Mayor? I... 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 Mayor! Your orders! Uh, well, I... Meacinta! <clears throat> Evacuate the city. Evacuate Leviathan. Eve, wait, wait, where are you? Have going? you detected any gamma radiation after the launch? Nothing Stop. yet, ma'am, but we're monitoring closely. Good. Harlequin reached out to grab Evangeline's Eve, shoulder. Watch it. But the closest honor guard instantly grabbed his hand and twisted his arm, throwing him roughly against the outside wall. No one touches. The Queen. It's all right, it's all right! He's not a threat, leave him be. Evangeline, wh what are you doing? The city is in flames. Your city. They're starting evacuation procedures. Eve, it's not don't that you... I don't care about the thousands here below the surface. It's that I simply care more about the billions that are above it. I need you to see that. What are you talking about? Where are you going? You need to evacuate, Harlequin. Now. Like bloody hell. This isn't a game. You need to go. There isn't much time. Wherever you're going, I'm going with you. You can't. Where... Where are you going, Eve? You need to leave, Quinn. Now, before it's too late. I'm going with you. You don't seem to fully grasp the reality of the situation, Harlequin. It's over. There's nothing left here. Then we'll get over it together. Don't you understand? This doesn't need to be your end. Wait, why? Why is it your end? Where are you going, Eve? You need to think about that poor girl you brought down here. Lizette, you love her. She almost died for you. For all of us, actually. And now you're going to throw her life away. To do what? Trade hers for mine? Harlequin, don't you understand? There's no hope for you here. Don't say that. That isn't true. You know that. Eve! We're out of time. And I have only one weapon left. I'm going to strike the Seraxians with the last sword I can wield. With Haon. I'm going to launch the ship remotely from the central control chamber in the war room. How will you get everyone into the ship to escape? I won't be using it as a ship. I'm going to use it as a weapon. What? How? Please. Please. I'm weak, Quinn. 
Don't make this even more unbearable for me. Don't make me have to grieve your death as well. I'm not going to die, my love. And neither are you. I'm with you for eternity. But this is where eternity stops. Where immortality goes to die. This is the end. The city and every soul within it is about to be crushed, drowned, or burned alive. I ask you to please not be one of them. But Eve... Harlequin, you need to choose life. As do I, but not a life together. I'm sorry. Goodbye, my love. Gods. Robin. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm sorry. Unhand me. The guards struggled to hold back Harlequin. He thrashed against them like a desperate, wounded animal. Evangeline paused to look back at him with eyes damp with tears. You are the one thing that I could take for myself and feel whole. Evangeline, I'm so sorry. Why are you doing this? Eve! This is the only no, way. It can't be. It can't. Come back. And I'm the only one. Please, Eve, don't do this. I beg of you, please. Leave with me now. We can flee the city and start again on the surface. Please. I have to go. No. Let Take me care go. of your you little can't. ones. You can't do this. Goodbye, my love. I don't want to live without you. Not again. I don't want this. With Evangeline now you. almost at her pop bike on Tweedle Boulevard. The guards loosened their hold on Harlequin. Evangeline, wait! Harlequin sprinted down the walkway after Evangeline, hoping to catch her. Come back! He slammed into the railing of the balcony overlooking the street level where Evangeline was now flanked by two honor guards. Evangeline! And then Harlequin watched her mount her pod bike and speed away hastily towards the largest maelstrom of fire and smoke that he had ever seen in his life. Back in the council chamber. Begin evacuation procedures immediately. Astrid, I need accurate timetables. How long? We've lost all power generation. All we have left is what's in the electric and hydrocell batteries. Astrid? No, listen. It's impossible to talk about timetables when we don't even have enough power to fully evacuate. I was just running the numbers. We can operate the hangar airlocks for about a half the Zephyr fleet. But then, we're dead. We won't have any power to repressurize the launch tubes or escape. Are you telling me that we can only save half of our population? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's unacceptable. Goddess, there must be somewhere we can draw additional power. You're talking about a death toll in the- Air! We don't need air. I'm sorry? The life support systems, especially the electrolysis reactors, draw significant power. The remaining oxygen in the cabin should last us at least 24 hours. Have you seen the inferno outside? Mayor, if we can't get the fires under control, we won't last more than six hours tops. Our men can't evacuate the citizenry if we are also fighting fires. Besides, that gets us only half the missing power. So, we don't have enough power, we don't have enough men, I don't understand As how the council members argued amongst themselves, almost no one noticed Harlequin re-enter the room from the rear. What? What's happening? Harlequin! They're evacuating the city. You need to get out of here. Fast! Find Lisette and Clerican and run! But... but... There's no time, Harlequin. You need to get on a Zephyr right away. What was that? The city is going to collapse. We're just playing for time. You need to listen to me. Get out! There's something... dark... Here in the city. What do you mean, something dark? I. The Astrid. chief is dead and he's Astrid! Go! Military Chief Khan asked you a question. How much power can we cut from the civil mainframe and still have enough to effectuate the evacuation? Oh, um, I'll 
I'll have to check, but with everything happening with the eruption and computer virus, I think it's a serious risk. So is staying trapped in a cave on fire. I know this isn't easy. These are hard choices, Chief Ansler. Astrid bristled at hearing her unwanted promotion to Engineering Chief be recognized aloud. I think we could divert about 25%, but that Will mean- that and all the other measures give us enough power to launch every Zephyr to get our people out? It should, but- and We have our plan. Put in the orders. Evacuate Leviathan immediately. Yes, ma'am. Khan, I need your men maintaining order in the West Hangar Bay. If we have a panic, we'll never get everyone into the Zephyrs in time. Understood. With your permission, Mayor, I'm taking us to Security Status Diamond. Granted. Contact Lorelei and the Maestro. We need the citizenry alerted right away. On it! And Chief Ansler, coordinate with your engineering teams to clear a pathway from Tweedle to the West Hangar loading zone. Use whatever cave hog you find and get the citizenry mobilized. We don't know how much time we have. Beyond the council chamber, the cavern had grown perceptively dimmer. The color in what remained of the sky faded into a shimmering silver that coalesced into formed letters. The words evacuation alert soon dominated the top of the cavern, along with moving arrows leading the panicked populace towards the West Hangar Bay. For the next 30 minutes, the council worked relentlessly to maintain power and ensure the swift extraction of the citizenry. Reports of the growing fire and lava flow continued to flood in as each council member barked orders to their respective teams. Scores of immortals streamed towards the northern section of Leviathan. Zephyrs, the large multi-platform submersibles, were filled and launched as quickly as possible, while the military and honor guards did their best to maintain order as terrified citizens pushed aggressively into the hangar bay. The hangar bay is at capacity. While Khan, Watson, and Sinter worked feverishly to manage the breakdown in order, engineering chief Ansler forced herself to take a step away as she examined the latest status report from her data pad. Oh my god! No! What? What's happened, Astrid? Report. Near center. Military Chief Khan. The pressure shield has collapsed. Outside, one half mile away, near the purple field of Abel Park, now covered in flames, the mammoth-class loading mech that the Maddox virus occupied stood still. The arms of the mech quivered, and the fingers of the plasteel mechanical hands stretched themselves out before closing into a fist. The fist slammed into the ground lifting the rest of the mech's body upright to take measure of its surroundings. Pressure shields collapsed. Weakest structural point identified. Airlock unprotected. The massive foot of the mech came down and smashed into the broadside of a nearby pop kicking it violently like a football as Maddox increased its pace towards the cathedral. There it, it is! It never saw Keitha Watson and her soldiers flank out from behind. Hit it with the railgun! Several rounds penetrated its plasteel frame as Underchief Watson barked orders at her soldiers to surround the mech. But in less than a single second, Maddox accessed the weakened Leviathan mainframe. Increase seismic pressure. We've got seismic activity! All men aboard mission! This sector is about to be incinerated! Hurry! Move! The pod bikes rapidly peeled away and raced to aid as many citizens as possible. Now freed from the Underchief's attack, Maddox brought the mech to full speed as it marched unimpeded towards the Great Cathedral. Look out! 
Maddox bashed through the doors of the cathedral and quickly accessed the schematics, then turned sharply left and accelerated to the ceremonial altar. Moments later, Maddox took another step toward the two 24-inch thick doors that led to the base of the Marianas Trench. Maddox wants an exit. Evacuation alert. Proceed to West Hanger Bay. Keitha Watson skidded her pod bike around the corner of Broilus Avenue and could see the massive river of immortals pouring towards the evacuation zone. As she looked at the slowly moving swarm, something odd struck her. One violet-haired girl with technicolor tattoos was swimming hard against the current of the crowd. Lorelei, just what the hell do you think you're doing? I'm trying to get south. What does it look like to you? Are you mad? Do you see what's over there? The southern half of the city is on fire. It's too dangerous, and you'll die if now you- Now you listen to me, Underchief. You might just think I'm some gutter punk artist that was Evangeline's flavor of the week, but I believe in Leviathan as much as you do, and I do not leave my family behind. So I'm not leaving without the maestro. You have to let him go, Lola. The hell I do. This isn't a debate. The fires have cut off the South City. You can't even get to him, Lorelei. No, but you can. You can get me over the flames in your pod bike. That's how we got through the fire barrier. Don't you understand? We're supposed to be helping the people we can actually save. We can save him. Maestro stayed at his station even when communications throughout the city were down. He kept the evacuation alert active. He stayed behind when others ran from the fire. Look, it's still up. We owe it to him, Keitha. Even if we get to the studio, we won't make it out again. The fire is growing too strong and the ceiling is about to collapse. I know exactly what's coming, but my mind is made up. I love him, Keitha, and I don't want a life on the surface without him. Oh, fuck! Get on! Lorelei swung her legs over the rear of the pod bike. Hold tight! Keitha launched her bike forward and quickly maneuvered off the main boulevard. Close your eyes she deftly weaved the bike shoulder. through the debris of the explosions, noting how the temperature rose rapidly the closer they came to the studio. We're almost there! Ahead, Lorelei could see a wall of burning buildings. Look out! Small eddies of magma were melting the foundations, causing the structures the to crumble and collapse. We're through! The road on the other side wasn't visible through the intense blaze, but Keith had kicked down another gear and jammed the throttle on the bike. The roar of the fire was deafening as her pod bike raced through the conflagration, emerging on the other side of the thoroughfare. Illustration Studios just ahead! Goddess! Lorelei, look! Through the scattered fires, the Illustration Studio sat half demolished by two large sections of collapsed cabin ceiling. Keitha brought the pod bike to a halt just beside the smoldering fires around the building. Lorelei leapt off and tore into the studio. Please. Urgently searching each room please, of the house for please, any please, sign of her please lover. Please be all right, Stefano. Please just. Oh, goddess. Uh, uh. Lorelei was aghast when she finally laid eyes on Maestro Viberucci. <laughs> he was buried underneath the collapsed uh. section of the Palazzo wall at the back of their house. An exposed strip of rebar penetrated uh. Stefano's abdomen. Uh. His eyes were half closed and his mouth hung open. Uh. What, what are you doing? You, you should not be here, my angel. <laughs> we transmitted the, the message to evacuate. And the people, they are safe, yes? Yes, 
My love, the message was broadcast. Our friends safe. They are getting out of the city. Eh? Lorelei looked over the maestro's shoulder and could see the illustration matrix still showing the pulsing evacuation hologram. <coughs> and love. Lorelei! You have to leave now! We've got magma coming in! Lorelei! <laughs> Lorelei emerged out of the ruined palazzo to face Keefer. Her face was ashen, but her demeanor remained calm. Where's the maestro? We need to leave now. I'm sorry, Keitha. I'm not coming. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? The maestro was wounded. We can't move him. And I won't leave him, Keitha. I'm staying. We don't have time for this. Get on. He's going to die. We're all going to die. Keitha, you need to go. Get yourself and the other citizens to the evacuation zones before this cavern collapses. I need to stay. My place is here with him. Spending these last moments with him are worth more than anything else. Keitha glared at Lorelei in desperate frustration before softening her expression. Be with him. Relish your last moments of life together. Because truthfully, I don't know how many are going to make it out of here alive. Hunt well, Lorelei. Goodbye, Keitha. Keitha extended her hand to Lorelei, which she readily embraced. See you in the next life. Sweetheart. Here, drink some water. Listen to me, Mulissima. I love you, my Stelina. <laughs> you made the art come alive for me again. Grazie, Verissima. You led me to look upwards, to the sky, to find my inspiration. Where before I could only see the boots on my feet. <laughs> We must leave this place soon, yes. We'll need to wait. The fire's too strong now. Let me take you to Castelluccio in Umbria. The colors of the valley will amaze you. We can't make it to the hangar bay, lover. We have to wait for the next life. Come with me, my love. Down to the illustration matrix one last time. One last sky paint together. Stefano, the Matrix is down. You can't move. And all the Lumaflora has all been burned away. No one will ever see it. We will see it. And that's all the sky needs to live forever, mi amor. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. 
From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Evangeline sprinted into the central control chamber and slammed her palm against the near wall to close the door behind her. The chamber was nicknamed the War Room and was a small half-spherical fortified enclosure suspended over the center of the Great Cavern by a single narrow walkway. Computer, seal all doors to the control chamber. Close all oxygen and venting ports as well. Level 7 security. Authorization Evangeline 415 Tau Delta and bring up full access to all Haon files and controls to the central workstation here. File and control transfer complete. Warning, less than 30 minutes of oxygen remain at the central control chamber. <sighs> More time than the world would give me. Computer, give me satellite readouts of the crossbow station launch. Show geosynchronous tracking of the arrow on auxiliary monitors. The arrow has now reached thermosphere transit. Estimated time to high Earth orbit, Eight minutes. And you thought you had a speed. Evangeline urgently flipped several rows of switches on the control console while keeping a vigil on the auxiliary monitors. You thought you could bring Sorax here. Goddess. Evangeline's gaze shot up to the spanning window to witness a colossal explosion of raw fire. The upper half of Leviathan's western wall was decimated as molten lava sprayed voluminously over Abel Park. She could see structures over a thousand years old being pummeled by the eruption. Over a third of the city was consumed in flame, and the lumiflora along the ceiling were completely incinerated by the rising heat. The illusion of the rich sky above melted away. The deep, malevolent crimson glow of fire was now the only light within Leviathan. By the goddess, such fire. Please have mercy on them. Come, you escaped, Hanukkah. 
Tell me you've reached the safety of Mother Ocean. I orbit in six minutes. I'm so sorry, my children. I'm sorry I couldn't protect you. Computer, verify that all Heon pre-launch preparations have been completed. Checking. Launch preparations complete. The city was now a blazing inferno, with flames climbing up the cavern walls and filling the ceiling with a heavy layer of black smoke and ash. Let the gates of hell consume us all. You'll still never stop me. Evangeline carefully watched the monitor, showing the arrow continuing to rise in the Earth's atmosphere. Don't you dare look up. Don't you dare take your eyes off the screen. It's the only way, even if I have to do it from hell. High orbit in five minutes. Far away, the placid surface of the open ocean began to convulse with increasing intensity, as if 10,000 pebbles were dropped from the sky. A violent tornado of tiny air bubbles stretched upwards from thousands of fathoms below. The surrounding water temperature quickly reached near boiling, as the peak of a gargantuan oblong projectile began to protrude from the sea floor. We're not done yet. Computer, initiate decoupling sequence. Magnetize all thermorails. Your lives. Activate pressurization field. And your deaths. Clear all systems for launch. You'll not be in vain. Decoupling and field pressure complete. Launch systems charged. Aeon now primed for ignition. Launch Aeon now! Full power! Full thrusters! Burn every last drop of fuel! Fire my sword into the sky! Evangeline smashed her fist on the launch console. Instantly, the enormous rocket fired its eight massive boosters, pushing the vessel out of the depths of the ocean. The intergenerational spaceship burst through the surface of the water. As the projectile screamed upwards, passing 60,000 feet, the outer shell exploded away on all four sides as the inner rocket and interstellar spacecraft revealed itself and ignited its plasmic turbine array, leaving behind a mile-long trail of fire to break open the sky. Hang on. My many lives work. The rocket quickly accelerated to over 30 times the speed of sound. My greatest accomplishment. The surface temperature of the rocket reached over 1400 degrees as it transcended the planet's lower atmosphere. You were meant to be a sanctuary. Evangeline looked down and typed furiously, locking the flight controls to the tracking sequence of the arrow. Warning. The arrow has now reached high Earth orbit. Warning. Gamma radiation burst detected. The arrow is preparing to launch the beacon. Damn it. There's less time than I thought. Computer, release afterburner fuel dump. Divert every system to propulsion. Exceed maximum power. The Heian ship streaked through the layers of the Earth's atmosphere at a steep attack angle, designed to shorten the distance between it and the Arrow rocket. Evangeline frantically calibrated the flight controls to adjust to the changing orbit. But just then, Evangeline lifted her head to peer from the reinforced windows on the war room and was horrified by what she saw. It can't be. The Great Cathedral of Leviathan exploded as the force of millions of tons of ocean erupted from its stone frame. A cannon of water shot across the entire city, blasting into the opposite wall kilometers away. The force of the water was so great that it broke massive boulders of granite off the cavern wall and ceiling. Evangeline ran to the window to see the desperate survivors of the inferno running for their lives, only to be met by a relentless flood of icy seawater, carelessly sweeping away.
away their bodies. No, please! No! Evangeline swiftly moved back to the flight control console for Heon and checked on the outgoing telemetry of the arrow. Please, goddess. Just a bit more time. Outside, the water level quickly rose. Steam and ash filled Leviathan's cavern as the onslaught of erupting magma met the incoming ocean. Evangeline watched everything she could see grow darker and darker as the flood washed away any remaining artificial light. Please. Not yet. Evangeline stared intently at the rapidly blinking screen and holographic levers that surrounded the control room. Through the monitor, she now had visual contact of the arrow rocket at great distance through the Hayon target screen. The vessel to our salvation. I built you to carry the immortals to a new world, a better place, to forgive all their sins. Now, you must protect this world, McCallan. I am a Valkyrie. I am a guardian of life. And now I must do the same. Evangeline leaned closer to the auxiliary monitors to watch the growing orbit of Heion swiftly approach the arrow. Computer, target high-speed projectile. Coordinates 54-23. Tracking subsystems was corrupted. Unable to... Damn it. Not yet. Evangeline pounded the console while she watched the frigid seawater fill the cavern. Despite being close to the cavern ceiling, the waterline had now almost encompassed the war room window. Computer, activate manual flight controls. Security code Elsvedir 23298. Activating Hayon control module. Manual override engaged. Evangeline leapt to the central monitor, which now contained the head-on view from the nose of the Hayon Starcraft. Give me flight control! Control, she nervously stared at the reinforced chamber walls as the water level continued to climb. Did you make it out, Harlequin? Of all the souls in my care, yours was the most precious. A sharp crack streaked across the front window of the war room. No! The windows were designed to withstand the pressure at this depth, but not the heat. It's weakening the frames. The distance till collision vision, 10,000 meters. I am the last living soul in the more deep cracks in the plastanium windows continued to spread unrelentingly. Aeon was built to represent hope. 5,000 meters. It will still be our salvation. 2,000 meters. The great cavern of Leviathan was now entirely filled with dark seawater. Collision warning. Collision warning. Maintain course! A menacing blackness met Evangeline's gaze through the windows. The war room was now the last pocket of oxygen within Leviathan. Through the Hayon monitor, Evangeline could now see the arrow filling the majority of the screen. She could see that its bay doors were open as well as a peculiar looking satellite residing inside. Not yet, you bastards. I can still stop you. I can still defend this world. Collision distance to collision, 1,000 meters. Deep cracks latticed most of the plastanium windows. Evangeline could feel the pressure of darkness pushing distance inwards to towards her. 500 meters. I still have breath. Collision imminent. I am a Valkyrie. I am a guardian of life. No. The front window of the war room burst apart under the titanic pressure of the deep trench. Evangeline was ripped off her feet and thrown against the rear entrance of the command center. The monitors that showed Hayon explosively colliding with the arrow rocket were torn instantly from the walls. 
seawater exploded around Evangeline and thrust itself into every instance of space within the chamber. She fought furiously to find the very breath inside of her as she was pushed against the ceiling with concussive force. She felt her eardrums implode as the pressure caused her ribcage and lungs to collapse. And in the span of an instant, Evangeline felt her body go limp. I am the oldest kind of heretic, Father Harlequin. Although I never heard the words pagan witch before I met a Christian, I give you my word as a Valkyrie that I had nothing to do with causing the signal that was killing all of us. <laughs> the concept of Eden is much deeper to me. It's about the search for redemption. Without me, you will have to answer to a greater calling. Despite the thousand years I've walked the earth, I fear I've learned very little. Let me ease your pain. Let me save you, Harlequin. Say the word, and it's all gone. I wanted to save you. I did this because I love you. to me. It will be up to you to lead them. They will rely on you. You need to think like a leader, McCallan. been listening to the Leviathan Chronicles.
Leviathan Audio Production. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.